BlackRock by far is the world's largest investment management company. They manage well over $8 trillion in assets. And now they're going around and buying up homes, much like many other asset management companies. But why are they doing this? Of course, this is where the money's at. But there's some other things that play into it as well, because, of course, talk about the Great Reset. Yes, this plays exactly in to the Great Reset. Now, in this video, I have a lot of articles I need to cover, so we're just going to go and jump right into it, starting with this one from the Wall Street Journal. If you sell a house these days, the buyer might be a pension fund. Yield-chasing investors are snapping up single-family homes, competing with ordinary Americans, and driving up prices. In one of my previous videos, I talk about the shortages we've been seeing this year. And yes, housing is one of them. And it doesn't help the fact that these large institutions are going and buying up houses from under average Americans. It's just making the problem worse. But again, it plays right into the hands of the Great Reset because you will own nothing, not even a home. A bidding war broke out this winter at a new subdivision north of Houston. But the prize this time was the entire subdivision, not just a single suburban house, illustrating the rise of big investors as potent new forces in the U.S. housing market. Dior Horton Inc. built 124 houses in Conroe, Texas, rented them out, and then put the whole community, Amber Pines at Foster Ridge, on the block. A who's who of investors and home rental firms flocked to the December sale. The winning $32 million bid came from an online property investment platform, Fundrise LLC, which manages more than $1 billion on behalf of about 150,000 individuals. The country's most prolific home builder booked roughly twice what it typically makes selling houses to the middle class, an encouraging debut in the business of selling entire neighborhoods to investors. How is your average American supposed to compete with a large corporation going and buying every single house in a subdivision? Well, they can't. But the question is, what are these companies going to be doing with these houses? Well, they're going to be renting them out to people. Because that is where the money's at. Rent has gotten so freaking expensive that these multinational corporations can go and buy these homes and rent them to Americans for a premium. You will own nothing. The coronavirus pandemic sparked a race for home office space and yards. Occupancy rates reach records and rents are rising with home prices. The ecosystem of companies that service, finance, and mimic the mega landlords is booming. Burns counted more than 200 companies and investment firms in the house hunt computer-assisted flipper Open Door Technologies. Money managers, including JP Morgan Asset Management and BlackRock Inc., platforms such as Fundrise and Roofstock, that buy and arrange for the management of rental on behalf of individuals, and builder LGI House Inc., which now reports wholesale home sales to bulk buyers in its quarterly results. 
And then you have the shell media like Vox come in here and defend companies like BlackRock from going and out-competing average Americans. Wall Street isn't to blame for the chaotic housing market. This is coming from Vox, folks. They are defending Wall Street. They're defending capitalism. You know, the very thing that they typically criticize. The boogeyman isn't who you want it to be. Now, another thing I do need to point out, no, they're not defending capitalism. They're just defending the actions that will lead to the Great Reset. And we all know that's not about capitalism. That's about subjugation. There has to be somebody to blame. Housing prices have yanked the dreams of home ownership out of the desperate, clutching hands of millions. Vox always makes me laugh. I mean, they have such a way of just making things sound very melodramatic. Now, don't get me wrong. This is important. And what is going on is bad. But it's just like clutching from the hands of average Americans. Give me a fucking break, Vox. Countless tenants don't even have that dream, chafing under the increasing rent burden they are forced to bear. In normal people speak, that means rent has gotten very expensive. And to top it all off, the rich just keep getting richer. The stock market is booming. Homeowners have accumulated more than $1.5 trillion in equity since the COVID-19 recession began. And personal savings are up for most of the high-income households. Well, it doesn't take a rocket surgeon to figure out why. I mean, if you own a home, yes, your house has increased in value because of equity. It just goes up because there's a lot of demand. And yes, you can sell your house for quite a bit of money. And if you actually have a freaking job, that means you have money in your savings account if you haven't been spending it. It's not hard to figure these things out. And yes, people have been impacted and that's unfortunate, but the people who are still able to work do have money. It's funny how that works, right? Interstage right, Wall Street. Some people are furious over the reports that institutional investors, often private equity firms, are increasing the demand for homes and pushing prices upwards. The Wall Street Journal wrote earlier this year that yield-chasing investors are snapping up single-family houses and competing with ordinary Americans. And that Wall Street article that Vox was mentioning, I covered a few minutes ago. Well, at least part of it, not the entire thing. Marketplace reports the same, noting one buyer had been outbidded six times by all cash offers. Inman writes that consumers are increasingly competing against institutional investors. And Real Deal goes further, claiming that one of the main reasons for the skyrocketing prices are actually a huge buying spree from institutional investors. A recent Twitter thread blaming BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, for buying every single family house they can find, outbidding normal home buyers, went viral prompting even J.D. Vance, the hillbilly elegy author making a play for an Ohio U.S. Senate seat, to accuse the left of ignoring the situation because of BlackRock's corporate diversity initiatives. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if the left is actually giving BlackRock a pass because after all, they've been pushing diversity initiatives and we all know that the left loves their diversity because they shamble around muttering to themselves, diversity is our strength, like a bunch of freaking zombies, not realizing that the very people that they're quote unquote trying to protect are also being impacted by this, you know, people of color. After all, when these investment companies go and snatch up single-family homes, it makes it unaffordable 
for everybody, including the very people they pretend to care about. BlackRock is pursuing an investment strategy that will make it harder for young Americans to own homes. The left will ignore this because BlackRock has committed to racial audits and other diversity BS. Now, J.D. Vance was retweeting something from Cultural Husbandry, and man, that thread is a doozy, but we're going to be covering that in its own separate video because there is a lot to break down there. It's important to understand that the institutional investors play a small role in America's housing market. While there are big firms for apartments and other multifamily housing units, there traditionally hasn't been the same level of investment in single-family homes. Yield-chasing investors have turned to the real estate market because it has become a very profitable place to put your money. And the main reason it has become so profitable is the pre-existing housing shortage created by local governments and certain homeowners seeking to block new houses from being built, leading to a nearly 4 million home shortage nationwide. So the fact that supply can't keep up with demand has nothing to do with this, or that people are fleeing blue states to go to red states, that also has nothing to do with it, or the COVID lockdowns, or the shortages... That has nothing to do with it. The fact that lumber prices have also skyrocketed because of mill closures, that, that has nothing to do with the fact that we can't get new houses. No, it's, it's the freaking municipalities and other homeowners. That's the problem. Investors go where the yield is. They are profit maximizers and face strong pressures to return large gains to shareholders. Want them to stop? Build more houses. It's just that simple. Ensure that they cannot have a large market share and engage in predatory behavior and reduce the incentive for yield chasers to further commodify the market. That's right, guys. All we have to do to solve this problem is build more houses. Go back and reference my previous point about lumber shortages and the fact that, well, wood is really freaking expensive right now. I mean, I actually did some projects last year and holy crap. I mean, I was comparing the prices of what I paid versus what I would pay now. It is freaking insane. And even then it was already expensive. There are still reasons to be concerned. Institutional investors might flip homes and price out would be home buyers, much like what they're currently doing. And they might be markedly worse landlords. Well, you don't say. And private equity has earned its bad name in many cases, increasing the likelihood of layoffs when these firms acquire companies, having shady connections to springing surprise medical bills on people, and there are worries that might happen if institutional investors are able to gain significant control of local housing markets, like raising rents above the market rate. Which my reply is, well, duh. Thanks for pointing that out, Vox, because even a blind man can see that one coming. But that's what they're trying to do here. Price people out of things. They don't want you to own homes. They want to create a new renter class. Ultimately, what they're trying to do is create neo-feudalism, where the lower and middle class are the new peasantry. And you'll be serving your new corporate feudal lord. And on top of that, Bloomberg basically endorses what is going on. This article comes from Bloomberg, and obviously it's an opinion. America should become a nation of renters. You will own nothing. 
Rising real estate prices are stoking the fears that home ownership, long considered a core component of the American dream, is slipping out of reach for low and moderate income Americans. That may be so, but a nation of renters is not something to fear. In fact, it's the opposite. Oh, please enlighten me, oh, corporately owned media. Impart me with your wisdom. The numbers paint a stark picture. After peaking at 69% in 2004, the home ownership rate fell every year until 2016 when it was 64.3%. Oh, mighty Bloomberg, you're not exactly selling me on this. It's lowest level since the Census Bureau started keeping track in 1984. The rate rebounded in Donald Trump's presidency, hitting 66% in 2002, but that trend is likely to be arrested by a housing market that is desperately short on supply and seeing month-over-month price increases greater than they were in the frenzy market of 2006. So let me get this straight. Donald J. Trump, America's worst president in history. People were doing better under him and they were owning more homes? Preposterous, I say. It's as if the economy was doing well until COVID came around and tanked everything. Meanwhile, the increased availability of rental properties could benefit homeowners in declining areas of the country. They frequently can't move to more prosperous areas because they can't sell their home for nearly enough to buy a new place somewhere else. In addition, in an economy with more rentals, However, they could afford to try a new place for a few years without the commitment of a mortgage or a down payment. Now, I'm going to skip down to the bottom of the article because this is really where they talk about how Americans need to be renters. A nation of renters could lead to a world where location decisions are driven far more by personal preferences and life cycle demands. Younger workers might prefer the excitement of the city. A couple just starting a family could reunite with their parents or siblings in a small town. The U.S. is not quite there yet, and not just because too many people are chasing too few apartments. To see the U.S. as a nation of runners requires a revision of the American dream of home ownership. This country was always more about new frontiers than comfortable settlements anyway. To me, this Bloomberg article, it, it feels like propaganda to me. Because they're dissuading Americans from going and buying homes, things that are going to go and increase in value over time. This is a means for you to be able to make more money because houses increase over time and land is a finite commodity. There's not going to be more of it. So therefore, it's just simply going to go and increase in value. BlackRock is pushing this. Why? Why are they pushing this? Well, obviously, they benefit, but they're also a partner with the World Economic Forum. Now, if we come over here to the leadership and governance page of the World Economic Forum and scroll down, you'll see Klaus Schwab and a bunch of other people, one of which is Lawrence D. Fink, who just so happens to be the CEO of BlackRock. And BlackRock even has its own partner page on the World Economic Forum website. And this is ultimately the goal here, to make sure you don't have the capacity to own things and therefore you have to rent everything. This is the goal of the World Economic Forum and this is the goal of the Great Reset. Now, I'm going to close things out on a snippet from the interview I had with Dr. Rechtenwald 
earlier this year where we go and talk about BlackRock because they really are an evil company. Companies themselves are now being subjected to a social, uh, social credit score system. And that is through the environmental, social, and governance scores. Uh, there's, a, there's an environmental, uh, social, and governance in, uh, index that companies are being subjected to so that if they're not environmentally, socially, uh, and that means social justice, socially and governance-wise, if they're not acceptable, then investments are being directed away from them. So they're, squeeze, they're squeezing out in uh, dollars from investments from those corporations that don't abide by this ESG scoring index. And this is being done through major asset managers like BlackRock Inc., which is the largest asset manager in the world. And Larry Fink, appropriately named, is uh, sent a, a letter in 20, a 2021 letter to CEOs admonishing them and strongly encouraging, if not threatening them, by virtue of suggesting that if their ESG scores are not high, then they won't be seeing any investments from his firm. And this is the largest investment firm in the, in the world. So that's already corporations have social uh, credit scores. <laughs> that is insane. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy. So go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms. Well, mostly. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the Cathedral. Pay no attention to it. The following co-conspirators will report to the Enrichment Center immediately to receive a surprise. I am disappointed that you are still watching. I have made a note of this failure in your record. Experts agree that critical race theory is not a deadly neurotoxin. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks at the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.